passing at Mategi. And there's no stop at all for Atta. Kekadosh and Atta has stalled it on the green. Tushkio, you're getting a perfect start though as he tries to split the two Nugans into the first quarter. Lawson coming around the outside of his teammate Najiri. He wants to try and leapfrog it. And they're still going to be side by side. Lawson is off. He's lost it. He's lost it on the far side. And there's a big accident. Oh my goodness. Three or four cars going over him. That's one of the BMAX cars. It's one of the Dandelions as well. That's got to be Tadasuke Makino. Well, it's only Tuesday morning, but it's already been a huge week in terms of uh, motor racing. News that uh, Hayden Patton and his co-driver John Kennett are becoming the first non-Europeans to win the FIA European Rally Championship yesterday morning. Uh, that news was followed almost immediately with a huge announcement for supercars that uh, they will return to our shores in 2024 with the inaugural event at uh, Taupo International Motorsport Park. Luckily, uh, I have uh, Murph on the phone this morning in his normal slot, but Murph, plenty to talk about this week. Did you see this coming? I know you uh, work away, you beaver away behind the scenes, you know what's going on in supercars. Uh, Was this a surprise to you? Uh, No. So you're right, sort of beavering beavering away behind the scenes and um, obviously... uh, uh, sort of tend to probably hear a few things and see a few things and and um, with the work I also do at Topol uh, Motorsport Park with uh, Tony Quinn's team, you know, we sort of, we're, we're, I suppose, uh, privileged to have a little bit of info and, and that obviously needs to happen as well, that the facility is, is sort of locked away and confirmed. It's a, such a significant part of the whole process. So, um, you know, it was, it was coming, uh, to be honest, though, um, wasn't... Uh, fully, you know, uh, 100% confirmed um, until only a few weeks ago. So a lot of work, Smithy, as you can imagine, has gone on behind the scenes, uh, particularly uh, with the funding stream that's required from central and local government and getting those all, those deals put in place. And to be honest, it's happened very quickly, considering it was only um, sort of middle of last year that we got the announcement that Pukakoi Park was not going to be available anymore. Um, so to actually have a deal done in just over a year from finding that out, um, uh, I take my hat off to everybody involved. It's been a, a massive undertaking to get um, to get that all locked away so quickly, uh, and and we're all going to benefit. All our motorsport fans and sports fans are going to benefit massively from it in the future. So it, it's just so good that you know we we know how popular supercars is. We know how many fans we've got here in New Zealand for supercars and motorsport in general and, and to have it um, confirmed for uh, three three years and then with an option to extend um, uh, you know, cements it in its place and, and deservedly so. So yeah, mega, mega day. Okay, so uh, the other option I suppose, owned by the same uh, gentleman and, or the same group was of course uh, Hampton Downs. Why, to- why Topo? Uh, what makes it a better decision for you over Hampton Downs? I think I think there's a bunch of things. I love Hampton Downs, and I think it would have been a great racetrack and facility. It's a phenomenal facility. I mean, you just got to check the place out. It's it's been built at world class, so um, it would have been able to host uh, the event very successfully. Um, and everyone, the supercar teams would have loved going there and racing as well. I think the difference is is potentially location. Um, the the Hampton Downs is obviously just outside the the Auckland boundary. Creates a few issues around the funding side of things um, with being in Waikato, um, so there's, there's issues around that, but also the just the location, great location for not having any issues around noise and bits and pieces, but um, 
Topor provides, you know, a circuit within within this amazing tourist destination, this environment, uh, a, a huge catchment of people, the ability of of having obviously the accommodation, um, uh, restaurants, uh, tourist destinations, everything very very close to the racetrack. So it brings in that that whole real festival atmosphere where. You know, you've got that attachment to a town, uh, and it'll be a thriving town, obviously, around that time, and and also um, the connection with Rotorua, um, uh, uh, Tongariro, obviously Hawke's Bay. All those all those mm. regions are going to benefit from this because it it, it it has such a large catchment and the opportunity for for accommodation and all those likes of things. It brings in many many options, and so it really when you when you put it all down as, as economic benefit and the likes. Um, it really is a no-brainer and, and uh, just going to be so awesome for this region. Murph, uh, what time of the year? What, what, what would the timing be? Has it been set yet? No, it hasn't. Um, we, we as a venue uh, at Topol Motorsport Park have, have you know, given, obviously, opinions on that. Um, the weather is really important uh, to, to, to have a successful event. Um, uh, April has, has always been a good time for... Uh, um, and I think April would be a great time for the event here in Topor. Um, you know, it's just getting on the fringes of starting to cool down, and but we still can have some uh, pretty long days um, and and get some great weather. So I, I, I hope that that's that's um, squarely in the mix. The other option would be the end of the year, but it would need to be post Bathurst, uh, really, which means it's sort of a November. Uh, kind of timeline, so I'm expecting it's going to be one of those. I mean, that's as for the venues um, uh, priority. You know, that's those are the two timelines. So fingers crossed that supercars have taken that into account, and, and that is going to be the case. But you know, uh, either one of those works really well. I think um, having it early in the year has benefits. Having it end of the year has benefits, but certainly um, those are the extremities as far as I'm concerned that supercars need to be looking at. Murph, what would the uh, New Zealand, in terms of drivers I'm talking here, what would the New Zealand um, involvement likely to be this far out? Well, great news last night, um, uh, Smithy, the announcement that uh, my mate Richie Stanaway um, has signed a full-time gig with Grove Racing starting next year, replacing David Reynolds at Grove Racing. Uh, and goes into partner young Matt Payne, another Kiwi. So it's going to be an all-Kiwi uh, lineup at Grove Racing in 2024, which is just phenomenal. And the story behind Richie, you know, we've talked about that. Um, Richie Stanaway getting back full-time racing is, is just a, a, a meteoric sort of rise and, and, um, and just such a wonderful um, comeback for, for him. So that's really cool. Um, obviously, Shane Van Gisbergen uh, has signed off pretty much from supercars and and is uh, heading off uh, to NASCAR next year. Having him back as a wild card for the New Zealand event, um, I hope someone's thinking about that because that would be just a spectacular thing for him to um, come and be a part of uh, at the first round at Topol. So I don't know if that's a possibility or not, but that would be a good one. Um, we've also got, uh, obviously, uh, Andre Heimgartner, um, who's uh, entrenched squarely in the championship as well. Um, which is awesome, and there's potential. Um, there's word and rumour around um, another young Kiwi by the name of Ryan Wood maybe getting a, a Guernsey as well. So we're just waiting to get confirmation on that one. So uh, really strong presence in supercars at the moment um, for Kiwis, uh, and you know they'll all be vying, you know, very heavily to to be uh, to be on show and have a good performance at Topol next year. 
course, uh, you've been uh, sharing the seat with uh, Richie Stanaway uh, in the past, but uh, I did see something, I believe, where uh, I believe he's traded down for Bathurst this year and he's going to drive with a fellow by the name of Van Gisbergen. Is that right? <laughs> Thanks, Millie. It's great for my ego. Um, yeah, listen, uh, he, he's going to have a better shot at winning the thing uh, this year than what we did last year uh, with me on board. So, yeah, he's, his, his um, comeback story, uh, I actually got off the phone with him only uh, 15 minutes ago um, to have a chat because of the, of the announcement last night. And um, he's pumped. You know, it, it's so amazing to, to hear it in his voice uh, the way he's talking and just seeing, you know, the smile on his face and the fact that he's um, he's loving being involved in motorsport. He just got back from Japan after racing up there on the weekend um, uh, at Okiyama with the Triple Eight GT program. So he was racing racing there. He's enjoying that um, and looking forward to getting into the the car with Shane for the Enduro Sandans only a few weeks away. Um, so it's uh, it's. The reward from seeing him getting the benefits from this and get recognised by getting the shot um, uh, is, is just is just magnificent. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying watching that happen. Not a great weekend for uh, SVG at Adelaide. Uh, do we think uh, he might have switched off a wee bit in terms of NASCAR? I mean, you, know, you can't ever switch off in terms of sitting in a, uh, a race car, but I, I just wonder in terms of his focus for titles, etc., um, if he's perhaps ruling out, uh, been ruled out to, to win it in his final year. Well, he might be ruling it out in his own head. Um, I no one else is ruling out his ability to actually uh, get the job done. Uh, it is concerning, um, just uh, following the, the racing over the weekend and, and the likes. That, um, uh, I'm surprised that someone actually hasn't pulled him aside and just told him to get his act together because it just really looks like and feels like he's, um, he's not interested, which, um, you know, is a little bit of disrespect to the fans and, and, and also his team and everybody else, if that is the case. But... You know, it just feels that he's just finding anything at all to actually have a have a bit of a complaint about, and I just think it's uh, going a little, a little bit too far. Um, everyone's having challenges in the championship around some of the Gen Three things, but um, it's sort of, in my opinion, it's it's sort of it's a bit it's reached a bit too far for him, and he needs to just um, you know deal with some of these things, which he can which he can do better than most people in respect of anything mechanical with the car and, and drive around issues. He's a master at everything to do with driving a race car. And um, at the moment, I think he's actually um, not making himself look as good uh, as he could. Um, that's just my opinion, but it, it, I think the vibe around the pit lane and everywhere else is that he's he's really has switched off um, his job at, at uh, Red Bull and Paul Racing, um, which is disappointing because he can still win this championship and, and leave at the end of the year with maybe another Bathurst and also um, another title. And, and, and that's, that's what I want to see him do, that's for sure. Right, let's uh, look at um, the rallying side of things. And uh, yesterday, of course, uh, uh, we found out that Hayden Patton had made history alongside uh, John Kennard. Uh, the first uh, Kiwi and non-Europeans to win the European Rally Championship um, now this is um, this is amazing uh, a result from that point of view. Will that get him uh, one step closer to getting back to the World Rally Championship proper? I'm really not sure, Smitty. Um, I, I to be to be bluntly honest, I mean I've been following his progress and seeing his you know his incredible achievements, but um, I'm not really uh, probably close enough to. Um, sort of understanding 
where that lies at the moment um, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to catch up with him soon to actually get a bit more of, of an understanding. I think he's on his way back to New Zealand now. Um, but, you know, again, it, it just highlights his tenacity when it comes to what he's trying to achieve and, and, his, and his, his drive to do that. So, you know, I, I couldn't think of anything better than seeing him back in a WRC car full time. But, um, you know, he's, he's got so much on his plate. He's, he's, a, he's a hard doer and he works very hard. Um, you know, it would be, um, I, I hope and, I, and I, it'd be great if the teams are looking at him for a future, but um, that remains to be seen. Right, let's uh, turn uh, our attention to Super Formula uh, and a really eventful race yesterday for Liam Lawson, who fortunately survived uh, what looked to be from uh, uh, from uh, initial thoughts anyway, a fairly frightening looking crash, uh, but still sits atop uh, the standings. Uh, he's second in the standings. Um, uh, he's he second, okay. Yeah, he's second, so, um, but still well within the hunt. There's two, two races left. It's a double header at um, Suzuka uh, in a little while's time. Um, but, yeah, it was a frightening crash. He was on the outside of his teammate, the Jerry, uh, at the start of the race, started P3 and was fighting for the lead at the first corner. And, and the two of them, you know, they neither of them were willing to give in. And, and to be fair, you know, initially I really thought he got squeezed off the road. Um, I was actually speaking to Nick Cassidy, who was up there, who was the previous... Uh, formula, uh, uh, Super Formula champion. Uh, he was up there for the weekend and, and um, asked for his opinion on it. And he just said that, yeah, listen, they're both having a good crack. Um, Liam on the outside. Uh, the cars run very, very low around around the uh, the Montague circuit because the car the track's very flat and and no bumps, and so they run them very very low. And he and he just slipped off uh, onto the curbing, and the car bottomed out, and he lost control. And, and the jury was not found to be um, accountable in any way. Um, so it was just an unfortunate situation. Both two drivers absolutely giving it everything to win. And um, unfortunately, Liam came off second best. But his, the fact that his car was not destroyed, I just was in disbelief of. Um, there was, a, there was uh, mm-hmm. three cars behind him. One went flying through the air and flipped. And it was, a, it was a, 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 an amazing, incredible accident. No one was hurt, which was great. The safety in those cars is phenomenal. Uh, but it, it really cost Liam. They managed to get his car fixed, which I think was just meteoric. I just don't understand how they managed to get his car fixed. He competed in the race, but got a drive-through uh, for for work being done on the car during a red flag, and effectively that ruled him out of getting any any points. So disappointing day for Liam. He's had such an amazing run in Super Formula. Um, he has just come in there and set the Super Formula field alight with his performance as a rookie in that, in that championship. And, you know, it's not a blight at all on his, on his year. I don't believe it's just one of those things that happens in, in racing. And I've got to give him credit uh, for actually sticking it in there and, and being as committed as what he was to, for the win. So, you know, sometimes it doesn't go your way. Murph, um, just before we uh, close, just getting back to uh, Topo Circuit, I, I know this is this is great news, but in terms of use throughout a year, a calendar year, how often would be uh, would the Topo um, Motorsport Circuit be in use uh, for commercial reasons, etc.? Oh, quite often. It's um, the winter's period. It doesn't. It definitely climbs down. Um, actually. Uh, I'm on my way there right now to do some laps. It's a beautiful day to do some testing with uh, Shane Helms, who I'm um, sharing his car with at the Highland Six Hour later in the year. So we're we're going there today to do some some practice, and it, it's uh, it's got a membership program, GT membership program that uh, allows uh, people with their cars to go there on a regular basis. 
Um, it gets used for uh, testing, it gets used for driver training, it gets used for a, a lot of stuff. So it's, it's actually a busy place. And there's, you know, during the, the warmer time, there's a lot of events on um, at Topol Motorsport Park. So it's a busy precinct um, and, uh, and also a, a tourist destination with, with a, uh, the go-kart that's out there and a whole lot of other things as well. So uh, uh, plenty of use going on. You and McIver got anything lined up this week, or uh, does he? Uh, you do all the spade work, and he gets the glory. How does it work? <laughs> no, I, I, I would be uh, absolutely wrong if I accused him of doing nothing. He does a lot. Uh, we're, he's catching up with Nick Cassidy actually this week. Nick's back in town, so he's going to get a, an in-depth insight into Nick Cassidy's year and uh, what he's doing moving forward into the next round, the uh, next championship at Formula E that he's joined Jaguar with Mitch Evans. So that'll be an interesting chat. And uh, I'll get a bit of a uh, do a chat with uh, um, with uh, Richie Stanaway um, that's uh, as well, and catch up with him for next week's show. But tonight on the show, it is only Tuesday, isn't it? I can't even remember what day of the yes, week. Yes, it is. Is it Tuesday? Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, yep. Okay. So tonight, uh, tonight we're talking um, a whole lot about the weekend, the Supercars weekend. Obviously, that uh, that was a big one at uh, Taylor Bend. Um, there's a fair bit to cover around that. A uh, bit of a preview about it, the next IndyCar round that's coming up, and obviously also Formula One's back this weekend at Zandvoort um, after their summer break. So uh, looking forward to that one. Um, everyone will be hoping that someone's um, had a good break and is able to take something to Max Verstappen, but I think he's also had a break and probably coming going to come back even harder and faster, and especially at his home GP, he'll be uh, wanting to dominate. So uh, there's plenty to look at, plenty of motorsport uh, action uh, ahead with more news to come as well, I'm sure, with um, a lot of uh, announcements Greg Murphy great to catch up with you drive safely as uh, we always say and uh, we'll catch up again next week mate fantastic week already just Tuesday well done thank thank you Cheers, uh, Greg Murphy there, of course. Uh, fantastic news. Close association there with uh, uh, Topo Motorsport Park, as you could hear. Um, and uh, he would have been uh, behind the scenes involved uh, seriously in some of this, some of these dealings, um, which have managed to get supercars back to New Zealand. And hopefully in one of those windows that he suggests will be better for motorsports fans, for drivers alike. And you can just see what it can do for uh, a Topo community because... You know, we're not just talking about a race day here. We're talking about a race week, uh, and it's just going to be massive. The uh, the amount of um, benefits that the, the region is going to see out of this, uh, it, it, and then of course, as he said, uh, two hours from two hours just from uh, from Hawkes Bay, uh, they'll come north from Wellington from the Manawatu across from Taranaki, and then of course you've got your northern car fans uh, who are missing Pukekohe Park already. Um, uh, they'll drive past Hampton Downs on the way down to State Highway 1 and they'll uh, arrive at uh, Topo for a week of fantastic action. Terrific news, really is. 10.22 here on SCNZ.